And I'm so excited to be talking with Scott Ayers, the man with the hairs. <laughs> well, we both got good hair going on. This is the, uh, <laughs> the the best hair ever on a video. I mean, you got really long. I've got really high. So yeah, we got it going on. Yeah. And and just for the record, it's 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 been this long for a while. Uh, not not because I can't get to the right. barber shop. Yeah, it's not it's not the COVID nineteen hair. Like mine, under, I will admit, mine underneath the wig is. I usually keep it very very short. Uh, but it's it's a little bit puffy right now, so I'm looking forward to getting it cut this weekend, possibly. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, but you're not going to show us what it looks like, are you? No. <laughs> so I mean, it's I get the wig back on, right? I mean, the wig it takes a little bit to get back on. I look in the, I, I get my phone out like it's a mirror, yeah. try to see if it's on the right spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scott Ayers is a content scientist, according to his business card. With a company called Agora Pulse, tell us what Agora Pulse is all about. Yeah, we made up that title whenever I took the job like three and a half years ago. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I work for the so I, I do the social media lab, which is powered by Agora Pulse. Agora Pulse is a all-in-one social media management platform. Specifically, um, we we kind of really targeting in on people who have teams. So if you're a small company with teams or an agency, you can be a solopreneur and use it, but we tend to, you know, the, the bigger teams tend to do a lot more with our tool because you can assign tasks to different teammates and assign different things that are coming in your inbox. But we help you schedule. Uh, we help you manage your, your messages, your comments. You can, you can listen in on people. So let's say you've got a competitor. You want to see what they're saying or a hashtag. You can follow it and kind of hop in those conversations. Uh, and then if you're an agency, the really cool thing is an agency or if you're, so if you're doing social media with somebody else, the reporting in it, it makes you look really, really smart <laughs> um, because all you got to do is slap your logo on it and send it. Yeah. They don't know who it's coming from. Um, and it gives everybody all those key details that a client wants to show growth and activity. And so, it, um, yeah, so it's a really cool tool. And um, I've been using it even before I started working for Agora Pulse, I used it. Uh, so it's kind of fun to work with the guys that I actually was a, a fan of, uh, you know, beforehand. So you were a customer actually before you became on the payroll. Basically, yeah. I mean, I, I worked for I've worked for three app companies now for in the last gosh nine to ten years. Um, I worked for a company called Hubsy. I don't know if everybody knows Hubsy. Hubsy. Back in the day, David Foster, uh, he had a company called Hubsy that did a product called FanPage Engine. Mm -hmm. uh, and the funny thing was, he I actually got his attention. I never had a job online in my life except for uh, where I'm my own businesses doing car shipping and stuff like that and uh i had a, i had a i had a little brand called the fan page pimp and i wore this big giant purple pimp hat and had all this cool branding with these comics comic book looking characters different style i had to had the facebook pimp the twitter pimp the instagram pimp That's and I, I, I trained people on social media and i was training people how to use his tool called fan page engine and uh, he was like dude you know more about our tool than us can you start writing blogs for us and doing training videos i'm like you could get paid to do this. Okay. And, uh, and so I started doing it and then someday he said, Hey, come to work for me full time. And so I did, and I, I quit doing the other stuff. Then I worked for, for him for about two and a half, three years. And then I went to work for a post planner, worked for post planner about three and a half years. Uh, I did everything. I was employee, I was employee number two, uh, at post planner other than their people who founded the company. Was that and, your name? Uh, do I? Em employee number two, can you come here, please? Right, right. Name? Number two. Yeah. I, funny thing is, I never met David when I worked for him in person. I never met Josh and that team when I worked for him because they were they were all we were all over the place. But I did I did support, I did sales, I did marketing, I did blogging, uh, everything. So yeah, when I was when I was working at Post Planner, even because Post Planner is just a scheduling tool, 
It's all they ever did. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I would use Agora Pulse to manage the post planner accounts. Uh, so it was kind of funny. You know, I had to use somebody else's software to yeah. manage us. But yes, yeah, so I've always been a big fan of what Emmerich and, and Ben, our co-founders, have done at Agora Pulse. So what what got you interested in in video? Um, you know, it's kind of funny. We we I've always just done a lot of, you know, training videos like Camtasia type screen sharing videos. That's kind of been I never put my face much on camera, except when I did the, you know, the fan page pimp thing back in the day. Um, so never really did that before until I guess it was January 2019 and uh, Emmerich approached me and said, hey, because I started the funny thing was there's a backstory. We'll back up a little bit. This little character, little orange guy, you know, orange hair guy. We I'll created him as that, part yeah. of the lab. Uh, to be a branding for the social media lab. The orange fits into the Agora Pulse brand. Um, and we had it for like two years, two and a half years. And then one day I showed up to a company meeting and had on this wig and not this wig, a different one and a lab coat and everybody cracked up laughing. <laughs> and then we went, well, what, we could do other things with this maybe. And so Emric approached me and said, hey, I want to do a live video show and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hire own video to, to do it with you. And, you know, well, you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, hey, what if I wear the wig? <laughs> and they're like, do you really want to do that on camera and be known for that? I'm like, yeah, because no one's going to remember the guy with just a baseball cap on. <laughs> you know, it's not that's what I wear. I either have a wig on or a baseball cap on. I never, I never without either one of them. Um, and, and so I'm like, they won't remember that guy. They'll remember this. So this will stand out. And so we just went for it. Um, and our, our, our live video show had a lot of success over the last year and four or five months. Um, and, and kind of gotten very comfortable <laughs> talking on camera and seeing the, seeing the power of video for us has been a brand awareness piece. You know, that's really where I fit wow. in and our, for, for me, I mean, I'm top of the funnel for us when it comes to our marketing, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm brand evangelism kind of brand awareness. I want people to kind of recognize me as part of Agora Pulse, the lab as part of Agora Pulse. And so um, we wanted that, that sort of recognition. And so that's what video has done for, especially live video, um, you know, we, where we can talk to our, our people who follow us. Um, I can hop into other people's live videos, which I do a lot lately. Um, just kind of talking about, you know, what we're doing, our experiments. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, I think video does so much for it because it stays there for one. Yeah. Uh, it's there for, especially if you do yeah. YouTube well. Uh, and I will admit I'm not great at YouTube. I'm getting a little bit better as we go. Uh, I've always been a Facebook guy, uh, but videos there and people can go back and watch it later on. Even live videos. Yeah. The majority of your views on a live Facebook video or even live YouTube is going to be replays. It's going to be after the fact. Um, Let, so it, let's, let's dive in a little, a little about that though. Cause I, that just fascinates me. I mean, I, you know, I came from a radio background right. and I just, I, I think, I think what I got from my mom is just the ability to talk to anybody about anything. Um, and, and, and thankfully most people make me look smart, but I'm really not, <laughs> but, but I, so when, when I, and it, so being on radio, I think I just got used to, you turn on the mic and you start talking. Right. But then, then you get into live video. So, but I'm, I'm fascinated by, by that with, with the difference though, between live and tape. So talk about that a little bit more, because I think people think when they go live, everybody sees it and they just move on to something else, but that's not really the case though, right? That's not always the case. No. I mean, I, I what we've found uh, on our live show, we know that a lot of times, especially, especially if everybody's at home watching it. You know, they, they have our live video pulled up in a tab and they're probably doing something else. They're listening to us. That's why audio, your audio needs to be really, really good on a live video. People forgive you for a little bit of a wonky video connection if you're 
connection's bad, your internet's bad, but they want to hear your audio good. So a lot of people are just listening to your live until you give them a reason to come in and comment. You know, hey, type whatever. Hey, what do you think in the comments or call them out or something like that? Because people love seeing their faces up on a live video. Um, and so I, I think the difference is, is as far as recorded versus live, live takes off some of the production pressure um, because live, you just kind of talk. You know, yeah. you can have some product. We did a lot of, of, of high value production. It was hard. I mean, we had a producer. We had multiple things going on to get to make that happen. Most people yeah. can't pull that off um, on, on a typical live. Right. Uh, but live in general is very con- should be very conversational. It should right. be, you know, you talking to either if you have a guest or you talking to your audience, looking down at the comments, which makes you do this a lot because your <laughs> camera typically is up here above your whatever your monitor is, unless you have one next to it, but your screen is down below. So you should be doing a lot of that. And that's okay. People understand you're reading the comments. Um, so you gotta have that interaction where like right now, what I'm testing as of recording this. I'm actually testing live premieres on our, our Facebook page okay. uh, because of uh, all the, the COVID-19 stuff. I didn't have an office. I couldn't come to my office for the last month. And so I was kind of just <laughs> filming wherever I could, grabbing internet wherever I could. I was actually getting internet from a, a school uh, for a little bit. <laughs> they let me use a room because the kids were out. So they let me use a room, but it wasn't great setup. And even my backdrop is janky right now because i've i've folded it so many times uh, it's kind of got a crease that i can't get get out i'm gonna have to buy but, a new one but the creases are really nicely symmetrically placed well except that one there's that one right over somewhere there uh, anyway oh, um, there we go yeah yeah you can see it and i can't get to go away so forgive me for that um it's not a real chalkboard <laughs> you just went uh, way down yeah but uh, yeah the view went down but what i was saying is like we're doing live premieres because i didn't know i couldn't get internet consistently to go live i couldn't go back to my office because i'm i office about 30 40 minutes from my house um because at home my home internet is horrible um we I can't do lives from home at all um because we're just we're in a small town we don't have broadband so it's a challenge um and so i've been doing i've been recording videos editing videos and then i would go somewhere upload them and so and then and then monitor the live premiere i just did one today earlier uh, and so it's been kind of interesting to do the problem with the live premieres is for one you don't get as much engagement mm. uh, if you do a typical okay. live because people know it's they start to realize especially if you're doing jump cuts and stuff because you're <laughs> editing you they know like wait a minute why did scott say it's, it's going it, like that real fast it's, it's like it, max headroom right right and it, it moves faster though so the, the live premiere moves quicker typically 15 to 20 minutes max where we i might go an hour on a live um, and then I'm adding in graphics. I'm adding in animated GIFs to kind of be funny. And right. uh, but it's an interesting test for one. We're going to test it to see. What I've found though is so far, I mean, on a couple of them anyway, our peak live viewership has been almost equal to our normal lives. You know, uh, really. while the engagement is really, really low. Um, but those recorded videos take a lot more effort um, because I mean, I've got to go in. I've got to. You know, I'll, I'll take out when I say the ums and the ahs or I mess up. So I re-record, you know, and I'm adding in lower thirds. I'm adding in all this different stuff and sounds. And I must spend four or five hours editing that video where I could have gone live for 30 minutes and been done. <laughs> so so let me ask you this then, because I haven't, I mean, I go live a lot. I, yeah. I pre-produce probably even more. And, and I've always enjoyed what I call the vlog style type of editing right. where it, they are jump cuts. Now, the irony is that, you know, I came from a TV background and that was like, oh, you, can, you can't do that. You know, yeah, yeah. I think we got used to that on YouTube now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's like now, now you got TV doing it. Um, but I but I, I think if, if you're taking a live and then you're 
repurposing it, if you will, right. as a premiere, but then editing it, does it not kind of like defeat the purpose of, of, of maybe you were saving time to begin with? Yeah. And that's what we're, that's what we're trying to see. I mean, because I did it beginning cause I didn't have internet and you know, for a little bit. Now I do. So now I'm, I'm going to do it one more week and then go back to some sort of live show after the, after that, because I, I want four weeks to, to get some data on to write about it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it does take it away a little bit, but, um, you know, I record, I didn't record them live where anybody could see it. I just recorded it at my house or in my, wherever I was at and gone, went back in and edited it later. But I do think, the, so I think there's two things there. I think pre-recorded videos that you produce, you do a lot of things with are great because you can make them shorter. Typically you can make sure you got the best sound, the best video. You can add all the different lower third, which you can do lower thirds in a live, but not as many. Typically it's hard to kind of you're constantly hitting buttons in StreamYard or wherever else you're at. Um, whereas a live, you can get people to talk. And so what I've been trying to play with is, like, I'm even in my live videos, or the, the, I say live, the, the pre-recorded live premieres, which Facebook lets you do. Um, I'm saying, hey, you know, in the comments below, let me know, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm, I've, I've been trying to go to people a little bit, trying to get them to talk, even during that live premiere. And some have no idea that it's recorded. They're still commenting. Um, but they don't see the pulled up on the screen. So it takes a little bit away from, yeah. from that ability. So yeah, it's kind of, interesting. I, I, I like the lives better um, because it's less production beforehand. You just got to plan everything out and then I can pull out snippets like crazy for Instagram or for, you know, YouTube or Facebook or like I was taking our live show that I did with Owen mm -hmm. um, and I would take that say 45 minutes to an hour and trim it down to 15, 20 minutes take out all the conversation with the audience, you know, cause no one wants to see that after the fact typically right, uh, and right. make that into a good little YouTube video. It's nice and tight and kind of gets through the, the content. So that's a, that's a great example for, for anybody watching this of how you can take something from one platform to another, but change it just enough right. to, to reach maybe a different audience. Right. Yeah. I think you got, you got to, you got to worry about that. Cause I always worry about just sticking a, a, a pre-recording a video that was live and download and uploading it somewhere else because everybody's gonna be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> you know, you're laughing at a comment somebody made and they can't see it. Yeah. You know, like, okay, I don't understand. So you, you lose that. What's that move to loss in translation? You know, it's, it's lost yeah. in translation. You don't really understand. So I think if you, if you do it live, it's a great way to, for one, just, re, you know, get your video done and do some lower thirds, do other things with it if you want during it, but then take it and trim it down, make a good quality YouTube video out of it, you know, or use it on Facebook even or wherever mm -hmm. else. But you can make, you know, maybe make for IGTV, um, pull out quick snippets for stories or even for TikTok or something. Um, you can pull so, those things out. You know? So let's let's uh, let's let's talk about IGTV for a second. Um, is it is it a thing really? I mean, is it even more fooling? With, I mean, because I will still run across people going, "What?" Yeah, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. They're trying to make it a thing, but I, I don't go there very often. It's very rarely I will go there. I will put videos there at times, and we get a decent amount of views on it when I do. So I always and I forget about it a lot. It's one of those challenges. You go, oh yeah, it's like LinkedIn. You forget about it. You're like, oh yeah, I probably should be posting there. Uh, but but it, there's something to it because especially if you do the right the right title, the right hashtag, someone might find mm -hmm. it and search. Um, so I do think it's important to maybe try it and see if there's an audience there. But yeah, I think. I think the users in general, unless you're a big creator with a lot of follow, no one's really paying attention to it. I mean, and everybody's just regurgitating the same content. Well, you and know, it's kind of hard to search on there too, right? I mean, yeah, I, it is. Times I've been there. It's, I mean, like I love YouTube because I'm, I'm constantly on there to, 
be entertained or right. learn something. We've been working on a bathroom. I'm like, okay, how do I get rid of the tile and stuff like that? And by the <laughs> I way, I can do it like any of the videos show me. But yeah, then you go something like IGTV and it's like, I, I, I don't know how to find Right. Yeah. The search, the search isn't great. And then, you know, the only cool thing about it, I guess, is it's when you're watching one, it's all on your phone. It's the whole thing, the whole screen. So it doesn't enter nothing kind of disrupts you or takes your attention away unless you get a text from your wife or something. Uh, so, I mean, it kind of has, it draws your attention where on YouTube, you might, you're looking on the side, you're looking over here, Facebook's the same way, notifications come up. So there are some advantages there, but it is typically made for that vertical, even though you can go widescreen just got to tilt your you know somebody have to turn their phone over um to watch it or they get the black bar you know top yeah, and bottom. the only cool thing i do like one, one thing that i do like about igtv when you upload to it you know you can automatically post a, a short snippet of it to your instagram yeah. profile and then a short snippet to your you can link to it in a story so, so if you don't have ten thousand followers it's the only thing you can link to uh, yeah. in a story you know is, is in a story to igtv so it does have some other things there too where you can kind of you can cross promote it within Instagram itself. Um, but I think, I think most users, I bet you if I were to ask my wife, who's not a big, you know, Instagram user, she used it here and there. She'd have no clue what IGTV is. She'd be yeah. like, what? Yeah. What is that? Well, and you know, I, I'll give Instagram credit. I mean, they have pushed the snot out of it. And then they, and honestly, I think the, the one thing they did that was the smartest was, was pulling in the preview into the 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 main Instagram yeah. feed, but other than that, I mean, I, I personally I think a misstep was hey we're going to have this thing integrated with Instagram, but we're going to give it its own app. Yeah, you know, I got too many apps already. Did they get rid of the the, the standalone app? I don't even know. I, I think they did because now it's, you can go inside. right. To it yeah, yeah. Click it, which I'm like, well, if I can do that, I'm in there. Yeah. So, Facebook, of course, it's, it's, it's Facebook. I mean, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, same thing. They do some weird stuff sometimes with those standalone. They try it to see. And I think it really what they're, I think to me, what, what they were doing with IGTV is they're trying to appeal to that millennial and below demographic who are on Instagram more and trying to get videos in front of them. And so I think that's what they were trying to do. Anything they can do to keep you in their app. Yeah. To keep those ads for inside that app in front of you, they're going to try to do. Which is um, really the goal of every social oh, media yeah. platform, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. None of them I mean, want you hopping from one to the other. No. That's why they keep copying each other with features. <laughs> that way, hey, we have this too. Come over here. Uh, Stickers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So let me <laughs> ask you this. So for the for the folks watching this, that maybe they haven't jumped into video yet or, or, or they've maybe dipped a little toe. What do you think is the absolute best platform to start with if you're starting out with video? Um, I mean, it depends what kind of video for one. If you're doing like pre-made videos, that might that's a YouTube focused thing to me. Um, for lives, I think you just hop on Facebook and go live. Just talk to people. I mean, just maybe do it in a group, maybe do it in your profile, maybe do it on a page. Um, like I have a great example of, and I think I mentioned this last year, video marketing world, you and I were at, which by the way, I didn't really know Kevin really much before that, except for online. Kevin takes a picture of me in the bathroom, the men's room, because my hair was sticking above the stall. And I uh, took a picture and posted it on social and it went everywhere. I think you won something. I, I, I won a prize. Yeah. So anyway. And then they asked me never to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Quit stalking 
people yeah. in the restaurant. It was, it was great, though. It, it was, was pretty funny. Yeah, and one, now, what happens the video market, market world stays at video yeah. market. Yeah, every conference I go to now, I'm like, I know there's somebody out there laughing because they can <laughs> see this thing. And I have this is the hair I wear on, on camera now. I've got a different set of hair, a different wig that I wear at events now. That's, uh, that's funny. much taller. It's actually made after Syndrome's hair. Off the incredible, so it's even taller. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I wore it at social media marketing world, and it was pretty fun because it really, really stands out. And if you sit behind me at an event, you can't see anything. So here's the um, question though: Is your hair insured? It should be. It should be. <laughs> yeah. I've got like four or five wigs so far. And this one's this one's traveled. You got one, it's got so much hairspray and it's very, very crisp. Um, because <laughs> it was made like a troll doll, you know, so it was like a Hershey's kiss <laughs> shape. And I had to kind of stretch it out and move it and, and reshape it. But I've traveled with it so much and stuck it in bags and suitcases. I'm gonna, I'm about ready to have to replace it again. Uh, but anyway, what I was saying was, at Vita Marketing World last year, I, I talked about the story of uh, a local pizza business uh, in my small town in Texas. Um, they don't, you know, he they got maybe a thousand likes, something like that. Um, he's never done video. He's not a guy who even understands social media. He's never ran social media ads. You know, he just he's got a page. You know, didn't even have a website. <laughs> he just has a Facebook page. And uh, they started this thing with this, they had called the Colossus, 28 inch round pizza. It was like eight and a half, nine pounds. Uh, it was like 40, 50 bucks to buy it. But they started an eating challenge. If you could eat it in an hour, you got it for free. And so this guy, I think named Jeremy or Jason said, hey, I'll come do it. And, and he was inviting everybody to come up and watch it. It was like seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night on a weeknight during school. And I'm like, Gerald, the guy who owns the place, I mean, we're good friends. And we've done a lot of business together. I used to run a bounce house business and he rented from me all the time. And I'm like, no one's going to go up there and watch that. I mean, because they got kids, you know, so mm -hmm. go live, go live on Facebook. He's like, how do I do that? So like literally I'm texting him back and forth right before it happens, how to go live. So he goes live. He's just holding his phone. There's no production in it. There's no lower thirds. There's no craziness. And he's just filming this guy eat and talking to everybody who's coming to come. He's greeting him saying, Hey, Hey, it's good to see you. Good to see you. People are commenting, ha ha ha, whatever. This thing, like, you know, 20 viewers, 40 viewers, 50 viewers, 100 viewers, 200 viewers. It just kept growing and growing and growing. At one point, I forget what the exact peak was, but around 1,500 peak live viewers. Wow. And I had over 10,000 views before the hour was over. And there was people literally from all around, the not only all around the country in the U.S., but all around the globe, France, Spain, Italy, watching this guy eat pizza at this little bitty podunk, you know, pizza restaurant in Gatesville, Texas. Uh, and it was crazy. And what happened after that for the guy didn't eat the pizza, he, he couldn't make it. He went and up Chuck off camera right before the time was up. Um, so he had to buy the pizza. Uh, but then the, the local news station saw it, uh, yeah. our, our, our CBS affiliate saw it and they said, Hey, can we send out a reporter during our morning show and set up, you know, a broadcast there and have him try to eat it for an hour. Uh, and so, and then we'll pay for the pizza, blah, blah, blah. He got free press from them. He was on their morning show for two hours. Wow. Um, and the engagement on there. And he, so he did a couple more lives after that. And they did pretty well every single time. They get a lot of viewers. And so that's, a, that's just one example. So you know, like a lot of people say, especially small businesses, they're like, I don't know what to do with video. Just pick up your phone, you know, and, and just start trying it. Because I think what happens after a while, you do it once, you're scared to death. Mm -hmm. You're sweating like crazy. You're nervous. You're shaking. You're looking for something to drink. You don't know what to say. You don't know where to look. But then you do it once, and you go, like, okay, that wasn't so bad. Do it again. Eh, it wasn't as bad as last time. And slowly you get, you get better and better. And then you go, okay, now I need a better camera. I need a better mic. You know, I need lights. I need all this other stuff. But yeah. I think to start with your phone, if that's all you've got, yeah. uh, and just yeah. start talking to people. Get used to seeing your face. 
if it's just yeah. going to be your face. Get used to seeing yourself talk. Um, and I think that you get comfortable after time. I mean, you've been doing video forever, radio. I mean, it didn't happen overnight. You no, know? It, it takes yeah. it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of going back later and watching yourself to pick up. I, I push up my glasses way too much, and it drives me crazy, and I try to stop it. You know, but I've already done it like six times during oh, yeah. this. It's yeah. like, I don't know why this pair, I wear two different pair of glasses. This pair slides on me all the time. I don't know why. Um, but you pick up on those things and you got to yeah. figure that out. Okay. How do I stop doing that yeah. after you kind of learn? And that's, that's where it gets fun at that yeah. point. Yeah. Years ago when I, when I, I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee, and, and there was a, just a huge DJ there um, that retired probably at number one, whenever he got out of it. And, I remember and he was he was so good, so comfortable. And he had been on the radio for I don't know how, how long. Yeah. And I and I was watching an interview with him and he said still to that day, he hated hearing his own voice <laughs> he would hate because you know especially right. on radio and or right. if anybody's ever done video and you've got the we would call them cans, but you've got the headphones on or the earbuds, you know, it it's it's that's something else to get used to. And he said right. he hated, hated his voice. And this was a guy who got paid. A lot of money because of his voice. Yeah, there's a lot of people who never go back and watch or listen. Even some big speakers that we know, you know, they'll, they'll they want watch their speeches or listen. They'll practice them beforehand. They know them well. They don't like going back because you because you become you become your worst yeah. you know critic, of course. But I do think you should go back and watch some to kind of yeah. pick up on the things that you're doing, especially Absolutely. especially when you're on camera. Like even now, I know kind of where I need to look to make sure it looks like I'm looking at the audience. So yeah. you got to learn those sort of things with yeah. cameras. Uh, even with phones, you got to learn that. And so I think it's it's good to go back and watch it. But yeah, so if you're getting started, I mean, at least start with that. Start with your can your phone, talk to it, make a short little video. Heck, even no great. I think there's some, you know, is there marketing value in TikTok? Probably for some, not for everybody. Even just getting comfortable in something like that, being silly yeah. and goofy just gets you past that, you know, that that self-consciousness that you look odd on camera or whatever and gives you some confidence. Um, and then you kind of get into the other things, but I think video, especially YouTube, you know, YouTube is, uh, you know, what the number two search engine yeah. <laughs> next to it's big brother. Yeah. Google. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, I think you've got to, if you have a business that people can find you and you have a solution, you can solve a problem, set up video and it can be short and simple. They don't have to be crazy production. Yeah. Like I I'm, I'm right now in the middle of yesterday, the fan, motor on our outside universe air conditioner went out and it's like it was 92 95 degrees the day before so i'm like okay now how do i replace this so where did i go i went to youtube and i went how to replace ac fan so i went and looked at it went, okay i can do that popped it off of course now i'm waiting for the motor um, to come <laughs> because i had to order the stinking motor so we have no and luckily it cooled off so we're not as hot in texas right now but i went to youtube for that so what is it in your business that you can go set up a title how to do x yeah you know and then make a video on it you know yeah. i see i see my favorite you were talking about in your bathroom my favorite videos on youtube i'm not a big guy i'm not a guy who watches a lot of the big creators and stuff but it's just the guys who who know how to do work they know how to change the water pump and they can mm -hmm. tell me in about five minutes how to change my water pump on my 98 suburban you know that's yeah that's the stuff that and i think every business has something that they problem they can solve uh with the video and you're not gonna get a thousand views overnight you might get two Right. Uh, and that's okay. You know, two people you didn't know you before, yeah. maybe. Um, yeah. You got to start somewhere, you know. I, and, and I, I think that's the, I think that's probably the greatest advice that, that people should take away is that, you know, it's easy to look at, 
at people where they are like like big creators they've got big fan yeah. following and stuff like that <clears throat> and forget they started day one with no fans no yeah. subscribers no no views <laughs> and and just you know don't don't let it intimidate you mm -hmm. i mean my word what a time we're living in where we've got all these free mega platforms right. that anybody can just start a channel or start a, a Facebook group or, or even around a passion and, and immediately connect with folks. Right. And I, I think that's where uh, people forget. They're like, oh, they see someone like say a uh, Sean Cannell, you know, and see all the massive amount of viewers he gets. I'm like, okay, I'm in his space. Kind of, sort of, I'm never going to reach that probably. And yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I've got my audience that, that I'm going to appeal to. And I want to appeal to them. And I, I think you just got to quit comparing yourself to other people, yeah. learn from them. And then and then and then try to figure out how you can leverage it, even if that means your average viewership is like 300 views and that's your max you ever reach. That's OK. Can you leverage that? Can you can you profit off of it? Can you get people to your yeah. website and, you know, get their email, whatever yeah. you, your business does? Um, and so I, I think we we compare ourselves too much to those who, who we yeah. think have made it overnight, but they've been working on that for, you know, what Daryl Eves. I mean, everybody's like, oh. Yeah, even dude's been doing it for like 12 years or so. <laughs> yeah. So it took a long, long time to yeah. get to that. And he's uh, still learning and he's yeah, still. Learning. Yeah. So, so I, I think that's where people and in all industries, especially video, because we, we how many years has it been the year of video? It's like every year it's the year of video. Um, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. we're always going to learn. It's always going to keep evolving. Uh, it's always going to keep changing. I know there's argument about YouTube SEO going on right now in our social space, mm -hmm. whether value or not. Um, but there's lots of things that are going to keep changing. You've got to figure that out a little bit. But yeah. I think the key, though, is it's consistent branding. You know, be consistent with it. Yeah. Consistent production and and you know consistent you know look to it. Like your show probably looks about the same every time. Maybe you change your backdrop, your scenery, but you got the same expectations. Like you, your viewers get used to your expectations. Yeah. Um, our our biggest problem we have at Agora Pulse is. Our YouTube channel, our main YouTube channel, it's just been like a repository for every video mm -hmm. we make. So it's got sales videos. It's got this video. It's got this live. It's got this live. It's got that. If I subscribe to that, I'd be like, what in the world? That's not yeah. what I came here for. Yeah. Um, so you got to give people what they came there for. And that's where maybe you, you create a separate channel for different things. To, yeah. That way, you're, you know, those people get used to that and expect it. Granted, we know some stats, not everybody, you know, a small amount of your viewers sometimes are subscribers. Um, but you got, you got, you got the same with groups, Facebook groups, you know, I know we're talking yeah. about video, but it's the same mindset. If I got a pet business, I don't need to be talking about, you know, cars in it. You know, I need to stay very specific to my niche yeah. Uh, yeah. in my, in my videos or blogs or whatever else. Yeah. The mistake is trying to be the Walmart of, uh, right. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> no, no offense against Walmart. So. Yeah. No offense, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> what a great time, uh, Scott, talking to you and 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 tell everybody where they can find you or uh, hook up with Agora Pulse if they're interested. Yeah, two places. Uh, you can you can read all, everything that we do uh, in the lab. You can go to agorapulselab.com. You can see all of our experiments. We typically publish every other week. That's kind of our, our pattern. Uh, we do a podcast that you can find as well, Social Media Labs. Look for it wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to grab a trial of, of Agora Pulse, you can go to agorapulse.com forward slash lab um, and you get 28 days for free uh, to play around with it and kick the tires and see if it's something you want to use. And our team will hop in and help you out as much as they can. Excellent. And I'll drop a link to that in the description too, in case people weren't typing it out. Yeah. Scott, I love the hair. 
Thank I love yours too. <laughs> All right. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being on the show today. All right. What a cool guy. And by the way, the, the little story about the photo in the, uh, the bathroom, I can neither confirm nor deny, but it was funny. <laughs> Scott's a great guy. Make sure you check out Agora Pulse too. It is, it is really, really good for uh, social media. Uh, hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you have a, a question or a message you would like to leave, use the link in the description, record it, and who knows, it might, might be in the show. And if you want to connect and I can help you, uh, for coaching, a lot of other things, the best place to find me is kevincolby.com. That's K-E-V-I-N-K-O-L-B-E and dot com. Thanks for listening to This Week Was the Best Day Ever podcast. I'm Kevin Colby. Have a great today.